Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. I'm coming to you a day late again this week because yesterday I just decided to prioritize some self-care last night and rest because I knew that if I tried to record, it was late at night and I would be... I would just be up super late trying to do that. And what sounded way better was getting ready for bed, crawling in my bed and reading my book so that I could be asleep by around 11 and just knowing that I could record today instead. So here I am. We'll try to get back on the Thursday schedule, but sometimes it's just not going to happen. And today I wanted to... I would love to, I guess, call it a series because I'd love to do more of these as it's something that's been really helpful and beneficial for me. But today's is going to be about reframing beliefs in our head and just the, what that does, the impact that that has on our lives when we, um, because we live out of these beliefs that we're holding onto, whether it's conscious or not. And um, these beliefs are there because of the thoughts that we have Um, the things that we experience in life, the feelings that we get around them that confirm them. And so we adopt all these beliefs along the way. A lot of these are cemented in from a very young age, but it is what's so exciting is that it's completely possible to change and rewire those beliefs in our heads. And especially in the times that they are harmful or leading us away from a life of fullness or abundance or whatever it might be. And so I've just been um, both really excited and even just kind of nerding out on this topic and studying a bunch of stuff around it and learning as much as possible and seeing how it plays out in my own life because it's so powerful. I just think that there, if there's something about myself that I don't like or that I wish would be different, instead of feeling stuck or resigned to the fact that I'm just always going to be that way or that's just, that's just the way that the world is or whatever um, the belief might be that instead I'm not helpless to that. I can I can be proactive and I can change it. And so to see that play out in certain parts of my life has been has been really really cool. So today specifically I wanted to talk about reframing jealousy. And jealousy just so happens to be one of my least favorite emotions. I I definitely think mostly in relationships and as it relates to males, male figures in my life and guys that I dated or like or whatever. Um, and that is something that, to be honest, I'm still working on. I will touch on that a little bit, but that isn't going to be the main focus of what I mean by jealousy here. Um, but I still even like that's where I think I dislike it the most, probably that just that pit in your stomach feeling, the sense of like the lack of control or whatever it might be of of something is, um, yeah, it's like spiraling out of your hands, out of your control and how like we can, how we so desperately grasp for those things. But even when it's not 
in relationships that jealousy is showing itself, I still just really dislike that feeling when I see like a friend of mine or someone I know who's succeeding in an area of life or who gets something that I want or is having an experience that I wanted to have that I don't get to. There's just, I don't know. There's just nothing worse to me. I really don't like that feeling. I want to be someone that celebrates others always and is excited to see that in someone else's life. And I I think that this is a, something that I have noticed a really powerful and positive change in, in my own way of thinking and my own beliefs around it. So that is what I wanted to share is how I got to that point and some just really practical things like mindset shifts that you can do to get you there too. So for starters, I think, I think social media obviously is a great example of this and you know, it's, it's nothing that hasn't been already said before about how it can be tough when you're in a place of desiring something. Let's just use the obvious like relationship or having babies or something. And you're just constantly bombarded with images of people getting engaged or dating or getting married or announcing pregnancies or whatever it might be. And that can fall in, of course, so many categories, whether it's you're starting a business and you see other people doing that or people are succeeding in in their careers in ways that you aren't or making a certain amount of money or have a kitchen that you wish you had. And so I think for starters, if one thing that I've tried to do or notice in myself is when I'm scrolling through or if there's someone that I follow or I'm friends with and they post things that are causing me to be upset or to feel my, I notice myself comparing myself to them or just kind of having not the greatest thoughts like about whatever it is that they might be posting. Sometimes as much as I'd like to say that I have it fully mastered and I, the key would, or the ideal would just be to not feel those things and um, to let it just pass right over me. I think sometimes it's okay to just remove that from your vision or your path altogether. So I, I don't do that t- too often, but I just know the people who I want to follow and the people I don't want to follow based off of things like that. And I'll be really honest, I think where I'm at right now in a space of trying to create um, sort of my own things and um, writing a book and um, having a podcast and knowing the topics that I like to cover, sometimes I don't follow other people who are in a similar space. So people who might be talking about relationships or um, living a full and fulfilling life. I mean, of course I do on some aspects and I'm really inspired by those people, but I think that it can get in my head a little bit to see, and it's not that I'm not excited for other people and what they're doing, but I even compare myself in like a good good way or it just makes me feel like, oh my gosh, there's already so many people who are talking about this thing or doing this thing. And that distracts me from my vision and my goal of the things that I want to share, which I believe I'm meant to, and I have all these visions and ideas around. So in that sense, it's more of, it helps me stay focused on what I'm doing and it doesn't derail me and it doesn't make me think that there's already enough of that out there. Like it just allows me to stay focused on my own path. But I also on the flip side of that coin, like I really enjoy following people who are chasing after their dreams and are doing things that light them up and are making tons of money from doing that or whatever it might be because that inspires me. So it, rather than that being something that like I compare myself to, it actually um, really inspires me. And so I'd say that if there's something that you, you really can't move beyond or there's this constant feeling of 
um, of just upsetness anytime you see this person or a post of theirs, that it's okay to block their posts or to unfollow them or just to remove that from your path while you are trying to get into a better mindset or mind frame um, of your own. And so I've definitely done that in the past, in the past, but I will say, so yeah, and to give, um, an example of that is there are like, I think some people I know, like they, or I've noticed girlfriends will be like, oh, this person's like body, like I can't handle it. Like, how are they so perfect or so unfair that this person gets to travel all the time or go on all these trips. Uh, and I totally get that. And there's, I've had those feelings at times too. Um, but I think for me, like personally, body image isn't something that I struggle with as much. So I really enjoy like following women of all different body types and like people who are bathing suit models and are showing off, I don't know, these fun, fancy lives that they're living, of course, in a certain type of way and not just like a very self-indulgent type of a thing. But an example of that is I, if you're not familiar with the, the swimwear line called Monday Swimwear, um, there it's owned and it was started by two females, Devin Brugman and Tash Oakley. And they both have like over a million followers on Instagram. They are gorgeous. They are the best of friends. Like they have such a wonderful relationship with one another. They travel the world to the most incredible places. And they're, the life from the outside looks like such a dream. Of course, they're always being photographed in bathing suits. But I also know because I follow them, all the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And they work so, so hard. They support each other. They support other women. And I... So the difference there is I could easily go from one place of being um, really jealous and saying like, it's it's so unfair, like how does their life look so, e- or how is their life so fun and easy and how do they get to do all this to the flip side of saying, wow, look what is possible. Look at how these women have gotten to build this life. They're both younger than I am and they have worked super hard to get to where they are, but doing something that they love. So they're not, it's not this like super struggle and stress. That's another thing. I don't like following people who are all about just posting about like grinding and hustling and working really hard because that is not something that appeals to me. And I don't think that that is my, my story as far as how I, not to say that work and, um, passion and perseverance shouldn't be involved in chasing after your dreams. But I think the, this, the social message of, you know, like rise and grind, hustle, like work super, super hard, no time off, blah, 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 is not a very healthy one. And it's not one that I, that resonates for my life, at least. I think there's some people who can get alignment from that. Um, but I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I need rest and enjoyment baked into my life. And so, So that's just an example of those two that I actually really enjoy following, but I've also had friends who've said, like, I can't follow them anymore because um, it's too much or blah, 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 or I'm jealous or whatnot. And I think it's just how you choose to look at it. And so for me, rather than just removing someone, I mean, if I have to, I will, but the preferable route has been to try to catch these thoughts as they pop up and then reframe them into something better. And most of all, I think that all of this boils down to the concept of choosing to believe in abundance over scarcity. And I I really think that that is what is at the root of of all jealousy. So to give some other examples of that, obviously I mentioned that, you know, like when you see people getting married or having babies or whatever it might be for you, I think for me in this stage of life, I'm not... um, the, the people getting married, that could be possibly a trigger. 
babies is not. <laughs> and um, maybe people having like a really nice home because I'm excited at the thought of having my own place and um, trying to figure out how I can get the, the finances for that so that it can be something that is easy and affordable and what I'm looking for. And so if I can see how if I were to um, witness a friend or someone I don't even know getting their own place, how that might stir up some feelings of like, oh man, I wish I could do that. Or I'm so jealous that they get to design this really cute home or that they have the resources to be able to do that. And I think what a lot of people assume when they see, and I could, you know, I'm speaking for myself a little bit here, but what people assume was when they see other people achieving these things or getting these things that they want in their life, that somehow that person is taking a slice from a pie, like this imaginary pie in the sky. And when someone else gets it, that means that there's less for me, which is scarcity at its at its core. And so thinking, you know, you see someone like get married and you're like, great, okay, there's another person that's getting married and I'm, ne- <laughs> it's never going to happen for me. Or when someone has, gets a, you know, finds a new place or whatnot, it's like, oh, I'm so jealous that they found that place and I didn't. And now there's not going to be any other cute apartments or studios or whatever left for me, which is obviously, you know, not true thinking, but I, I really do think a lot of us operate out of that mentality of um, there's not enough to go around for everyone. There is this pie in the sky that some people get bigger pieces of, which leaves less for other people. You can relate this to money, um, careers, whatever it might be. But when you believe that there's an infinite amount of love and abundance available to you, then seeing someone else add that to their life should instead prove that fact. So what I've flipped and reframed this to is when I see someone getting married or a couple that I like really look up to or just you know, they gush about their relationship online. And when I can tell it's genuine, I mean, I think that there's nothing worse than people who are disingenuine about that just to share something, um, you know, and put out a certain image. But when you find out that behind closed doors that they're miserable or that, yeah, that they just, their relationship is not what it's being portrayed to be, that's a whole separate issue. I'm talking about people who um, really emulate a true deep love and appreciation for one another, I instead choose to look at that as something that is super encouraging. And the fact that because it's, they have found that means that it's available for me too, that because it exists and someone else has it, then that's just proof that it's possible in my life as well. And so I try to look at it as an opportunity to celebrate those things in other people or to celebrate that there's so much love and abundance. And, and then by doing that, it just confirms that it is not only available to me, but when you start to see those things pop up more and more, I really believe that that's a sign that that is on its way to you as well. So when you, you know, when you're trying to like start a business, let's say, and you see like five other people be like, oh, I'm leaving my job to start this or I'm doing this and you keep noticing it partially, it's because you're in that same space too. So of course you're going to notice it, but instead of being discouraged by the fact that other people are succeeding in that area and maybe you haven't yet, take that as a sign that you are, that is about to happen for you too. That because you're seeing this in other people, I think that that is such a sign that that is coming for, for your life as well. And so if we can celebrate this in others, when we see it rather than be envious, it shows that we are having, choosing to have an abundant mindset about it and that we believe that it's available to us as well. 
And so that's just been something that's really powerful to me. And that's really just the biggest, the main shift that I've tried to make is instead of um, thinking that one person getting it is means less for me, I just look at it as that is amazing. And I'm so excited to see that person so happy and so successful because, and I can't wait to have that in my own life too. And so I'm going to give an, one other example because this is starting to dip into the financial mindset stuff that I've been working on a little bit, and I want to save that for its own episode, but I do think that this example works really well here. So I live in Newport Beach, California, and where I live, there is not a single home around me in a very large radius that is under a million dollars. Most of them are like multi-million dollar homes. And it is not a cheap place to live. I'm fortunate because I'm renting and I actually, my place is super affordable, so it doesn't feel super expensive to me, but I can see how many people, and I've also heard this voiced from some people I know, that living in an area like this is really difficult because not only does it bring up feelings of lack or desire, but it can just be frustrating. It can be, I can see people easily switch to like, gosh, it's so expensive to live there. Like taxes are so high. Gas is so high. Property taxes are so high. Like how does anyone make it in California? Um, no one can survive this, these kind of finances. I'll never be able to afford a home like this. And when you think like that, of course that, you know, like that could be true. I, I think all those, there's truth to each of those statements. It is, this is not a cheap place to live, but the way that I have chosen to reframe it is in my own mind is instead of being jealous or feeling like despair that I will never have that the fact that I live in the midst of so much wealth and abundance just makes me think that there is so much out there available to me so somehow all these people (laughs) that live around me I mean of course some might be drowning in debt or not actually affording their homes that's fine that's a different situation, not that I'm not referring to, but for the most part, these people have worked and have earned the money and are living here despite the taxes, despite the cost of homes. And I am literally surrounded by some of the most beautiful homes in the entire world. And so when I drive around and walk around and all of that, I am not like grumbling and bitterness of like, oh my gosh, I will never have something like this or so unfair that people get to live these kind of lives. Um, like I want this or I wish I could have that house or whatever. Instead, I I just get to look at it is that it, make, it, it makes me feel like I'm that much closer to obtaining it in my own life. And it also helps me more easily visualize the kind of life that I want, which I think is the first step in getting that yourself. And I'm not saying I want to live in a multi, multi-million dollar mansion someday. I mean, I, I'm not not saying that either, but I, I don't mean it in like an extreme, like greedy wealth type of a way. I just think that knowing, getting to see the type of lifestyle that I like to, that I want to live and the area that I live in, that I want to live in and getting to see so many people obtaining that instead just makes me feel like I'm on the right path and I'm closer to being able to have that in my own life someday. And if other people can figure it out, then I can figure it out too. So that, yeah, that's one portion of kind of the, the abundance financial mindset shifts that I've been having and something that's been really helpful. Like I, I love it. I love looking at these nice homes. Um, 
I just appreciate it so much. Like even if I were to have like a tiny, cute little beach home, which would still not be cheap here, even just to be surrounded by these other beautiful homes would make me so happy because I, I visually, it's very appealing to me to get to see um, the yeah, the surroundings that we're in and the lovely streets and the different architecture and interior design and all of that. So I love it. So I'm going to end on a note on love because I think if you read this title, you might of this podcast, you might be here because of struggling with jealousy in relationships. And as I mentioned, that's something that has been harder for me to flip than these other things because yeah, I feel in a much better place about um, my mindset on on other areas around scarcity. But I think the type of jealousy that we can feel in relationships of being, you know, anxious that someone might be leaving us or have their attention or affection directed towards someone else can be such a consuming feeling. And if you most likely are human, you've probably experienced it. Some people do not struggle with jealousy as much as others, but I think it can be somewhat universal of that, um, that desperate feeling of, you know, wanting to hold on to someone, um, wanting to have someone's attention directed towards you. And so I wanted to touch on that because it is something that I'm in the midst of grasping for myself, but because this is on the realm of, I'm also in the sense of working on not elevating a romantic relationship to be what I aim to fulfill me in this life. I think that this is in the same kind of vein. So that's something, you know, that I have been talking about on past episodes and is just a look into my own personal life is trying to reach that fulfillment and, and knowing of okayness just as I am rather than waiting or hoping on a romantic relationship or a marriage to fulfill that someday. So I said this last week, but I have been really, really into Eckhart Tolle and his works lately. And so I'm rereading The Power of Now after listening to the audio version because of how powerful and life-changing it's been for me. And this is a little unconventional, but rather than trying to restate what he says, in a way less eloquent way, I'm going to read two short passages out of his book, The Power of Now, from the chapter on enlightened relationships, which is why, well, I knew I would want to buy the book in a hard copy, but when I heard this part in on the audio version, I went out that day to buy, to purchase the hard copy from Barnes and Noble because I wanted to be able to underline a ton of stuff out of it and make notes and all of that. And so I immediately went and read that chapter. It's about 30 pages long in his book. And I, I just think that it's one of the most powerful things that anyone could read about, um, relationships and, and why we act the way we do in them and how to have more conscious and enlightened and full of love, like in the pure sense of the way the word relation relationships. And so, yeah, so I, I found these two passages on what I think that relates to jealousy a little bit. So I'm just going to read, read those. Oops. As long as you are identified with the mind, you have an externally derived sense of self. That is to say, you get your sense of who you are from things that ultimately have nothing to do with who you are. Your social role, possessions, external appearance, success and failures, belief systems, and so on. This false mind-made self, the ego, feels vulnerable, insecure, and is always seeking new things to identify with to give it a feeling that it exists. But nothing is ever enough to give it lasting fulfillment. 
Its fear remains. Its sense of lack and neediness remains. And then to go, so that was a couple pages up, so I'm going a few pages back. True salvation is fulfillment, peace, life in all its fullness. It is to be who you are, to feel within you the good that has no opposite, the joy of being that depends on nothing outside itself. It is felt not as a passing experience, but as an abiding presence. In theistic theistic language, it is to know God, not as something outside you, but as your own innermost essence. True salvation is to know yourself as an inseparable part of the timeless and formless one life from which all that exists derives its being. You might have to listen to that again because I have to <laughs> I have to reread his stuff over and over just because either of like how dense it can be and then also how beautiful it is and how much I want it to just sink in and absorb. But what I take from that is I think so often we attach ourselves and our sense of meaning to roles that are external to us, whether that's um, a job we have, whether it's being a mother, a daughter. Um, and I think being a spouse is a really, really central part of that because our love relationships are such a core of who we are and they touch so many parts of our, our being and our lives. And so it's very understandable that people um, you know, really get absorbed into that relationship and into that other person so much so that if that person ever, the, the threat of them ever leaving or disappearing or going away is such a blow to who we think we are as a human and our identity that it becomes this like desperate clinging and longing for them to stay. And if we can grasp the concept that our fulfillment comes from from the recognizing of the being that's already in us, like the love and the fulfillment that is already available to us from a source that is so much greater and outside of ourselves, then there, the, the things that will ripple out of that are just such a, a more peaceful reflection of that feeling that we already feel and we are not so tied to our roles and therefore not so devastated when things shift or change or when it feels threatened that it might be leaving and I think then out of that that freedom and that peace feeling comes such a, a more natural like joining of of other people and because I mean when you think about it like who wants to be with someone who's clawing and desperate for them to show them their affection or their attention and I'm speaking to myself because I have been that person and I can only imagine the type of energy that that gives off of of you know someone not wanting to be in a relationship where they feel like they have to constantly reassure that other person or that they can't be free to do you know to do other things or to talk to other people I I'm not a totally psycho crazy person but in the moment in my worst moments when I have felt those that way and have expressed that towards other people I'm I'm just assuming how that comes across and so um or I can imagine on the receiving end of that like if someone were to feel were to want to try to be very controlling or um just feel really desperate about my position in their life how that would make me resist resist them more than wanting to just like easily lavish the love and um, affection that I already feel towards them. So I hope that's helpful. I don't think I really have anything else that I want to share. Kaylee and I are working on trying, we've been trying to find a time that the two of us can hop on a call and record a podcast episode together because 
I've been missing having her on the podcast and I thought that maybe we would have recorded together by now, but it has not quite happened. Um, but hopefully it will soon. Also, it is almost the end of the month and I have not given up on the 50 reviews on iTunes before the end of the month. There are 18 more to go. So you guys, we can do it. Thank you so much to everyone who's left a review. I want to try to find a way to personally thank or have something I can send to everyone who leaves a review because I would like to thank every single person. It means so much. It really helps. So grateful for those of you who are here tuning in and who have shared this with friends. And um, yeah, head on over to highfriend.co for other notes and episodes from the show. And I hope that you have a wonderful and beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Bye, friends.